Welcome to Leveling the Playing Field, the podcast where we break down the delusions, fallacies, and misunderstandings about markets, investing, and risk. I'm your host, Ken Goldberg, and I've spent the last four decades immersed in the world of finance and investments, from big Wall Street firms to the Chicago trading floor. I founded and sold three hedge funds, won the World Cup trading championship, and my insights have been highly sought after as the most read outside contributor at thestreet.com. In this podcast, it's just you and me deep diving into the topics that most investors just don't understand. I'll be sharing my experiences, observations, and strategies to help you level the playing field and make more informed decisions. So let's go. Okay, everyone, today's session has three super interesting charts that are going to help me tell the story of the lie we are all living within. We're being told it, we're believing it, and we're about to pay the price. Scroll down to the first chart. Its headline is Temporary Help Requirement is Collapsing. And what this shows is going all the way back to 1990, when the demand for temporary help dramatically declines, recession follows. There is no exception. Why? Because temporary help is what companies use when they're growing faster than they can hire. And when they no longer need temporary help, that is like the canary dying in the coal mine and the miners using that signal to run out of the mine before the oxygen is gone. Look at this chart. We can see that in 1990, the downward arrow led to a big recession. In 1999 to 2002, once that yellow graph started to dive, we saw the big recession, the dot-com bubble burst, and the end of the tech mania. That led to a 78% crash in the NASDAQ between 1999 and 2002. Again, in 2007 to 2009, late in 2006 and 2007, demand temporary help requirement started to collapse. And we all know that that brought on the biggest financial crisis since the 1930s. We saw a similar dive as we went into COVID, but that was obvious because there was no demand on any help. Everything was shut down. And that's why that was so sharp and rebounded so quickly. But look what just happened. In 2023, we've got the latest turndown in demand for temporary help, which means that we're on the doorstep. We are in the waiting period for the recession that is certain to follow. Why are we certain? Because there's never been an instance in history where that turned down in temporary help demand has not led into a recession. And if you look at those gray columns, each of those gray columns brought in stock market crashes. So there you have it. Chart one of our episode today, the canary in the coal mine has died. Scroll down to chart number two. That headline is credit card delinquencies are rising fast. 
not only are they rising fast, they're at the highest level since 1991, the highest level of credit card delinquencies in 30 years. Now, what does that tell us? That tells us that people are out of cash because if they had cash, they would pay their credit card bills. The fact that they don't pay their bills, the fact that those levels of delinquencies are rising, look at the spike, look at that rise, the angle of that rise is literally straight up and it's very soon gonna be above the level of 1991. Again, does this look like a soft landing scenario to you? No, soft landing scenario would be a little bit of turn down in the economy but people paying their credit card bills and still some demand for temporary help. But with this crashing demand for temporary help and with this skyrocketing level of uh, credit card delinquencies, not to mention the skyrocketing level of auto loan delinquencies, not to mention the rising rate of home mortgage foreclosures, people have bitten off more than they can chew and they have no more money left. Well, what about borrowing more money? Well, interest rates have actually just risen more than they've ever risen in the fastest period of time in history. Remember that it was only three years ago that the 30-year mortgage was available for 2.75%. If you haven't looked at 30-year mortgages recently, they're at 7.75%. That is an unbelievable burden on people trying to buy a home. That changes the amount of money that you can buy a home for. You just can't afford the same house at almost 8% as you can at under 3%. And because of that, housing prices in most of the country are starting to all. And in some of the country where the real hot markets have been in the past couple of years, those markets are not just starting to roll over. Those things are in plunge mode. Check out chart number three. Chart number three shows at the top the level of interest rates, Fed funds, as of now, about 5.33%. It's forecast to stay 5.33% until somewhere around February or March. And then, as you can see, the interest rate starts to fall, 5.31, 5.27, down into the summer of 2024, into the 4.8s, down into a year from now, into winter of 2024, down in the 4.4s. A year after that, they get all the way down into the 3.8s. So interest rates are forecasted to fall about half of where they are now. What does that mean? Well, I've gone so far as to write in big red letters, recession following that slope lower. I've done even better than that because I've shown where the official start of the recession will be blamed. The moment that interest rates take their first cut, if you remember anything about interest rates, the economy, and stock markets that we've been talking about for several years and has been spoken about on Wall Street for decades, stocks anticipate the economy. 
So stocks are not going to wait until the official uh, declaration of recession before they turn down. Stocks typically act six to 12 months in advance of the economy. So right here, right now, you see that big red, bold, capitalized warning, sell stocks before that blue line starts to take the escalator lower. We call that the slippery slope of hope. Why is that? Because what most of us do, what humans tend to do, is they tend to not believe that the most recent environment has changed. In other words, the most recent environment has been this great environment for stocks, and that's changing. And so the slippery slope of hope describes our emotions as we watch our value, our net worth, our total life value slide down that blue line until we lose hope. Now, where do we typically lose hope? Well, we lose hope way down there at the bottom where I have in advance written where and what we should do. What should we do? We should be buying stocks. Here, no. Sometime in late 2024 to early 2025, I have a sign that says buy stocks. What will be happening then? Well, the, the economy will be in its second year of full-blown recession. By that time, the slippery slope of hope will have dragged most Americans, most people that live here, live on leverage and are unable to pay their credit card bills now and are being laid off in the temporary help uh, industry, as well as having suffered massive permanent help layoffs, that's why the recession becomes so deep. And that's why the interest rates fall so low. The government has to lower and lower interest rates in order to get us to go out and spend money and borrow money. About six months before the end of the recession, give or take a few months, stock markets bottom. The decline in the market ends, not when the recession officially ends, which I've marked there in late 2025, not then. The end of the stock market will come about six months prior to that. So middle, you know, spring to summer, spring to fall, but probably more like summer, spring to summer of 2025. So there's the map. There's the picture in advance. There's the actual, actual action plan, sell stocks now. There's the future action plan, buy stocks then. And the picture can be ignored. You can just hope it doesn't happen. But history shows and history tells us and history teaches us, for those of us that are okay using our ears and are okay using our eyes rather than just using our emotion, history is there to teach us the mistakes we've made in the past over and over again. Here's a lesson that's coming. Most people are going to make the same mistake again, but we don't have to. We know the signs. We see the picture. We have the action steps, and we get to choose right here and right now how to buckle our seatbelts because things are about to get ugly. We're here for you. Contact us. 
We can coach you through this. We got you. Peace. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Hey, I really wanted to thank everyone for honoring us and taking the time to listen to our show. There's, of course, tens of thousands of podcasts out there now. And we're grateful that you find the time to come back and listen to ours. Just know that we got you.